One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Die, die. <laughs> If that would make you more comfortable. It's so small in here. I want to take the dried herbs. Hey, there's another exit down here. I'll try anything right now. And we all remembered that. <laughs> Give them back. Well, if this ain't a workshop, I don't know what is. I think do we need a base? I don't I think this thing is sentry mode. Yay, we did it. It's very very frightening. Do you understand us? One of these days animal friendship will work. It's just like this deep quiet sigh that nobody really listens to necessarily. Aww. <sighs> Dorian, are you sighing? No, <laughs> I'm sighing so loud. No. You're hurting my ears. Welcome back to Day Shame. This is season two, episode thirty-two. Shock and awe. MVP this week is Tip Top Bombardier for their extremely kind comments. They said Day Shame has changed the way I see podcasts and D and D. Thanks so much, Tip Top Bombardier. Sorry we swear so much. <laughs> Divisor is an upcoming sci-fi horror audio drama created by our own Harlan Guthrie. In this series, Sun wakes up aboard a spaceship bound for Earth in an effort to recolonize. What he discovers, however, will change everything he knows about his world and himself. 
All episodes of Divisor release May 1st. That's this May 1st. Listen after the credits for the trailer and make sure to find it wherever podcasts are found. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Woo! Here's my question to start us off today. We live in a fantasy world. No. I mean, not in I mean, I mean, literally, not in real life. In the game. Who are you talking about? Weekly. Weekly. You um, do. <laughs> Whatever you need to do to get through the day, Harlan. Exactly. I have but, 12 hit points. But if you could live in any fiction world with all of its you know, pros and cons. Mm. And I already see every single one of you looked up and to the left, like just like <laughs> the daydreamy look, which makes me very happy. Because <laughs> that's always my goal for a question. But if you could, if you could live in any fiction world, you know. Hmm. You got to start though, Harlan. I mean, I, and I, I will preface this. It doesn't have to be the one, you know what I mean? But like, obviously Skyrim would be brilliant. You know what I mean? Does it make a difference if it's you're visiting for your your two week vacation and you're going to this world to or you have to live no, you there? You can specify. You can specify whatever. I, what I really want to know is where your mind goes to when you think adventure or comfort or fun or safety or whatever tweaks you when you think of a fiction world, whether it be a book or a movie or a game. What's the thing that makes you? Why does Skyrim excited? curl your toes like that? Well, I think because when I played Skyrim, it was it was such an, a, a moment of like walking out of that first cave after Helgen or whatever, where you're like, whoa, it was fantasy turned up to 11. Obviously, Morrowind came first, but I, I never played any of those, you know, or even the Daggerford or whatever. I've mm-hmm. only gotten to RPGs late. And uh, there was something so awesome about feeling like you're walking into to something so rich of a fantasy setting you know what i mean walking through those those fields holding a sword and shield was just like the the perfect but also all the little touches of like the different towns that feel different you got like one that's all winter one's like a college of magic one that's sort of like a thieves guild town and then castles kind of all sprinkled throughout it just felt really exciting to just walk across the map and that's like one of the only games I've ever just turned off fast travel on because mm-hmm. I was like, I've played runs of that game where I'm just like, I'm only going to travel by horse. Uh, and it's been so enjoyable. I'm the traveler. <laughs> yeah. But it's been, it's been super enjoyable to do that. And obviously, whether it comes to video games or books or TV shows, there's such a huge shotgun blast throughout all of us that I'm curious what your instinctive first answer is. I mean, if, I think, if I'm thinking about if I'm not thinking about like the the consequences and trying to pick like a safe answer that's going to lead to a long and happy life, I think no, you it, don't have to be nah, as smart about, about it. You can just be fanciful. Don't jack this. Any of the <laughs> um, <laughs> any of the sort of urban fantasy where you're like peeling back the veil to see the real magical world underneath reality around oh, you that that kind like of like Dresden Files is, type stuff. Yeah, it, any any of that Dresden Files urban fantasy kind of stuff where you're paranormal whatever where you're kind of being like oh yeah the the world exactly as you know it except there's magics and ghosts and goblins and all of this other like the layer behind the layer and the you know it's 
there's something about that I just think is really interesting to be able to like see the world in that way. But within that world, if you could choose, would you want to be like a detective or would you want to be like a cop or would you want to be someone of the oh, underground or like what's not your... a cop? That's for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, I think... in the fantasy world, <laughs> they're not terrible in that version. Let's just pretend. Uh, I mean, I think you, you've in the, the fantasy version of this, you're obviously got to be somebody who's helping all the downtrodden people and using whatever incredible yeah. powers you come across to lift people up and do cool shit. Yeah. You know, slay the dragons at the top of the evil corporations kind of shit. That's cool. Yeah, that's sick. But shadow runny almost. Yeah. I was just thinking when you said that, shadow run. I want to hop a, a little bit um, sideways from those two ideas and go into the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, totally. Mm. Where you can command your own spaceship that can literally do anything. You have a book at hand that can tell you anything <laughs> about the world i love words i mean the idea that like you can words. meet aliens of all kinds mm-hmm. like sentient shades of light just, just yeah, the, yeah. like the idea that you can go and have dinner in like a far-off galaxy just should the whim take you and, and it's funny too right yeah like, the, oh the yeah nice thing about hitchhiker's guide is it's not like a morose like it feels like if you were to step in that world even in the darkest times there's light which is kind of a nice world to step in when Absolutely. you think about it it's it doesn't take itself very seriously mm-hmm. and and there's love there you know it just it feels like a really comfortable place to live and a really exciting place to live. And Vogon poetry. Yeah. <laughs> God. Didn't you see the notice about us putting the uh, the off ramp here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been up for a while. <laughs> my first my my very first thought was like was like Lord of the Rings or something like that. And I was like trying to debate in my head like which age would I pick? So I'm like, I don't want to be an elf. It just <laughs> you're just alive for way too long. Uh, you find um, anything and, to complain about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But although the, but then you get all you live to live and you get to get to go to Valinor and everything. And I was sort of going through it and I was like, ah and there's lots of like books and stuff where I love the magic of it. And I love the, like, I love the Abhorsen series. I loved that when I was younger. And I love the use of the magic in there where they use bells. Um, and I use, was like, just talking about that book of Sabriel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, was just and I love it. About that book to and I love those books, but I don't want to live in that world because then you're constantly being savaged by zombies and it sucks. <laughs> um, oh, and you have to keep yeah. going into the realm of death to, to, sac- to kill zombies. And uh, so I, I'm going to go. You're just with. selling it to me. It's kind <laughs> of awesome. Though. It is kind of awesome, but it only really works if you are the Abhorzen or like a sure. clear or whatever. The rest of the time, you're just getting eaten by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks. Um, or you're English, and that's also terrible. Um, <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> but, but also, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Discworld. Yeah, I love Discworld. Oh. It, I, you know, I feel like there's a wide selection. I feel like I'd be happy either being one of the witches or being like a Moist Von Lipvig character where I'm just mm-hmm. constantly uh, a little bit out of my depth, but having fun with it and, mm. <laughs> you know, tap dancing on the avalanche, if you will. But I, I, I love those books and I think that would be like sort of like a fun space to be in. You get to be, you could be an assassin. You could be a seamstress who's not actually a seamstress. You could be all kinds oh, of spoilers. things. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> if, you, if you had to be a cop in any universe, being one of the yes. guards in Ankh-Morkpork is not a bad place to, to find yourself. Yes, it's like the only good cop is like Vimes. <laughs> yeah, that, so. I get all of these references and names and words. <gasps> oh, these books they're, Joe and Alex and I are just like. I, you should, you should read those books. It. They're very fun. I think. 
Guthrie. Go ahead. What do you think? No. <laughs> it's we're waiting on you. Oh, um Oh right, yeah, you already said your so already well, said, okay, so well. um <laughs> you're that was some pretty deep ones. I mean, you went with I was gonna something stupid. Saying no, it's gonna be stupid kind <laughs> Super of. Mario World. Well, Joe had gone with uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should change mine. But I was thinking Star Wars. And, and admittedly, it's sure. sort of like no, the awesome. similar but different in the sense that like there's a lot of strife still, I feel like, in Star Wars. There's like all this like, you know, upper class, the, wars upper class, the whole And wars. if you're a Skywalker, you get like at least six movies. But imagine just being <laughs> like an everyday kind of Joe, but, you know, maybe you apply yourself and you make some money and you can like you know, build a ship, farm some dirt, you'd be able to adventure, like you really, you know, but but you brought up kind of an interesting point in this now, which is kind of funny because if you're just a nobody in Star Wars, how is that really any different than a nobody now? This is basically just the plot of Andor. (laughs) Yeah. That is literally just the plot of Andor. Minus all of the adventure though, because you're just like, I I guess my point is the adventure can go so much further. I mean, what do you, here on earth okay okay you can you can really apply yourself and buy you know make millions of dollars and you buy a nice car you can't like leave the planet there's something to being the han solo well but and i I agree with what you're saying there's something to being han solo but it's funny that alex's example was like you could just be a farmer it's like well you could be a fucking farmer here dude i said be a farmer she yeah i didn't say the way you you made it sound he was gonna be a freighter (laughs) that's what i mean you're like you're not like i'm gonna be a rogue freighter captain you were kind of you made it sound at first like you're gonna be like you just live on a planet your entire life well no like you you could be one bio an everyday joe like you are you can work you can live in the fantasy world where you work very hard Joe. and then you get good things from it yeah. and you get to Let's, go and you be, get, get shot by a storm trooper. a job on a on a freight ship and you're Never. like going to different planets and you're seeing like space See, to me shit. when and you said like, star i thought you were gonna go trek and star i know you're not trek. a huge fan but yeah. to me between the two i would so much rather be in star trek because that if i was going with one of the like sci-fi angles because look above all the cool idea of getting to be aboard a ship that's seeing all these planets and like your job is to visit new races i gotta say i love the utopian nature of star trek Mm. yeah but in star wars you can tell a princess to shut up yeah and you get get a cool sick laser sword so if you find star trek here's what i was thinking other than the main characters what do the people do like, what do a normal person do? What do a normal what? person do? What do normal... <laughs> what, does it, what does, like, a We're normal existential now. civilian do on a the A normal Enterprise? civilian in Star Trek can do everything a normal civilian in Star Wars could do. Because it's Better. still a space show. <laughs> Except, no, it's not. It's different. Because you're on... It's like an exploration sent from an Earth-based colony, right? To Right, explore. to all the other planets in the universe. But that's different than, like living on a different planet under a different you know like no well this is it's just perspective because if you're yeah if you're a member of the federation like i'd love to be then yes you'd be jumping planets but if you're saying i want to live in the star trek universe as a schmo you could be on there's like there's galaxies in star trek that are under attack the way galaxies in star wars are under attack like the the romulans or not the romulans the the borg literally just go to planets and there's like resistances fighting them there's like whole the borg 
Star Wars plot lines in just areas of Star Trek that they skip in and they're like, what's going on here? We're overthrowing the government. I was a farm boy that grew up on this planet. And they're like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't supposed to be a debate. We're <laughs> debate. But my, my, oh, I guess uh, my debate. point is. Cool, cool, cool. Alex, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I, all I'm saying is I was I was jumping on. I was saying that's exciting too. No, absolutely. And I love the utopian nature. And I never I love, considered that angle of Star Wars or Star Trek. I love Alex that you said that when you heard mine, you were kind of like, oh, I should change mine. Because when when Harlan initially asked the question, I wanted to go in a really similar vein to what Harlan said oh, with Skyrim, Skyrim. Mm. Um, by talking about uh, the Zelda series, Legend Ooh. of Zelda. Oh, but it's yes. kind yeah. of the same vibe, right? Yeah. And I wanted to add a little pizzazz. Oh, so by going first, I really just set going, a train of events, a chain of events what, into motion. It's true you because when, when Joe did hers, I thought, oh, I should have said uh, Discworld, but I'd already said my <laughs> thing. And, and I was like, and then <laughs> Alex followed up with Discworld. I was like, I, no wonder we're all kind of in the same vein. I, Everything well, got covered. You could have, you could have picked the Majora's Mask world, in which you're just always afraid uh, the moon's gonna smash into you, and you're just. That, <laughs> that's why I said the franchise, because it's all good. And the thing oh. I'm most surprised about is that nobody said the world of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I mean, because we don't need to pretend, because we're about to step we into to it right them. now Everyone. and pretend really hard. Did everyone do their shrooms? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Red, this passageway gets really small really fast. It's so tiny. <laughs> it's so small in here. Stevie, go. And I hold Stevie at a full length. Stevie. And then Stevie goes a few feet and goes, actually, no, 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 come back. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to risk it. And he puts Stevie back on his shoulders. He goes, Steven, you look. And he snaps his fingers and Steven appears behind him. <laughs> He's like, go, see what you find. Good boy. He's <laughs> not very stealthy. Report back. Yeah, Stephen's gone for a short time. Stephen's gone for a short Oh, hi, Jack. Hey, uh, what'd you find? He's popped out of nowhere. I don't know, there's a secret door back here. I sent Stephen in to find what's back there. Neat. Yeah. And then he comes back. What'd you find, buddy? Can you talk to Stephen? I can talk to Stephen. Can he, he talk back to you? Yeah, he can talk back to That's me. the really key question, I think. <laughs> well, we've talked about this before. Because I, as a ranger, have animal... Um, there's something where I can read their basic mood and intent. Yeah. And we sort of hand wave this idea that, like, that's kind of my way of communicating with them. Yeah. Steven's chill. Steven's nonplussed. Yeah, I think we also had clomps for yes and no. He yeah. just something good back there? Clomps two times? Good job. Good job. Let's go. And then Red will crawl in. Red, you crawl into this tunnel. Is anyone else coming with Red? It's so secret back here. You're just Red and everyone named Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of spotting him from the outside just to make sure he doesn't go out of, out of sight. But Jack, are you looking at my butt? I'm right behind you. Are you looking at my butt? It's inevitably. Avert your gaze. If that would make you more comfortable. Thank you. You, you definitely go out of sight. Cool. What do you see in Red? You go up a level, Red. Ah, uh, there's another room. I see bones, but Stephen said it was safe. Red, this room smells close and musty like sleep. It's musty in here. There are piles of straw and bones on the ground that look like they could have been used as sleeping mats, like a nest. I think people slept in here. And another narrow tunnel burrows out of the room to the west. Goblins, maybe? 
maybe. I look around. Are there any goblin arrows or things that I would recognize? Yeah, this definitely looks like it was probably the way that the goblins were talking about when they said go to the garden and down. Oh, yeah. We all remembered that. It was on the note. <laughs> yeah, the I got it. Gru, yeah. Yeah, and we all remembered that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who killed Grok or whatever his name was. Yeah, I think this is where the goblins must have been. And I'll do a quick peruse around, see if there's anything valuable in here. Cool. Yeah, you take a look. You find a weird doll made out of some husks from the garden. Done. Um, it's like a little toy goblin. Every treasure you could want. Take it. Spooky corn husk doll. Yeah, basically. Yes. <laughs> Does it look like a goblin? Yeah. The Blair Wizard over here. <laughs> I suppose that's it. And then I turn around and I head back down to Jack. What was it back there? It was a goblin nest, I think. A bunch of, like, bones and sleeping hay. And I found a little <laughs> doll. And huh. I think in that letter. In the, in the note. Yeah, yeah. I think in that note letter, that's what they were talking about, about the garden or a passageway coming down through the town. Yeah, yeah. that must be it. Exactly. Huh. We forgot to check when we were at the farm like big dummies. Yeah, agriculture is so interesting, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the secret door goes to the farm? That's right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was the way the goblins must have come oh, in, I suppose. I see, I see, I see. I wish there was more valuable in there. Cool nonetheless. Let's keep going. And Red leaves. Yeah, that's door number one. Let's, uh... Yeah, let's, uh... Least rewarding secret ever. All right, what's down this big hallway here? Doran leaves the room and heads back into the other hallway and down to the second door, which is on the right. You come to a large room filled with shelves on all sides... Though it looks like their contents have largely been rifled through or removed, you see there are some raw materials like metal bars, springs, cogs, wheels, bins of things. Some of these bins have been tipped over and spilled out on the floor. And there are a couple of strange effigies, crafts on the ground Hmm. here and there. I want to go look at those. I want to go look at a spooky effigy. Yeah, you you walk into the room, Mari? Yeah, to over to a spooky effigy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Red will follow. That sounds fun. Red, this looks kind of similar to the weird goblin corn husk doll, but a larger version. Looks like these goblins maybe found all of these fun materials and decided to make some crafts. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We were just having a nice um, time. Yeah. Doran steps over and stands in front of one of these crafts, and there's just like this deep, quiet sigh that nobody really listens to necessarily. Aww. <sighs> Doran, are you sighing? No. <laughs> Why are you sighing so loud? Oh. You're hurting my ears. And he walks Just away a... pretty quickly. Oh. And then he continues to investigate the room. I'm investigating the room. I would like to find uh, another exit. Yeah, so there's another exit to the south. Hey, there's another exit down here. Yeah, cool. Jack takes a quick look at what's left on the shelves just to see if there's anything that stands out. Yeah, same. There are some dried herbs. There is a cart that's full of what looks like unrefined copper. There's a bunch of metal plates stacked up on the floor. There's some bones and some more tiny tools. Just a bunch of like gnomish junk. I want to take the dried herbs. You do. You take take the the dried dried herbs. herbs. Sweet. 
Yes, they're mine now. Come to me, <laughs> my pretties. Mari's reached into her bag and she has, like, pulls out a little jar of oil from, like, the herbalism kit's been rubbing that on, like, the exposed rash yeah. on her arms mm. and sort of tosses it to Jack. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's actually made with stinging nettles, which sounds like it shouldn't work, but it does. I'll try anything right now. Uh. It's, uh... She's a homeopath. Here, rub these crushed mosquitoes on your mosquito bite. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. It'll be fine. Hey, Veranda, this is pretty freaky stuff, eh? Look at these weird effigies. I mean, they're kind of cool, right? Yeah. I look over and Steven's gnawing at one, like just chewing the sticks of one of its legs. Mm -hmm. Steven, stop. People think they're cool. And then then when everyone leaves, he turns back to Steven and gives him the thumbs up. And Steven continues to gnaw at them. (laughs) Enjoy, buddy. Dorian, what'd you find over there? What's that? What'd you find over there? Oh, I, I don't know. Some sort of, uh, I don't know what this is. Some sort of exit, possibly. Maybe it goes deeper. There is an entrance to a large room ahead of you, Doran. And it looks like at one point, this entrance was shored up with broken rubble, um, pieces of machines, old hmm. furniture, though this barricade has been broken. Whatever they were trying to keep in here didn't stay very long. Get all this rubbish. Is it broken outwards? Yes. I uh, I kind of push through and climb over the rubble. <gasps> da Vinci's lost shop. <laughs> this is a wondrous room, Doran. As you push through the rubble, immediately upon entering, you see a delicate looking machine in a picture of grace. Despite being half finished, it arches its thin wooden wings like a dragon, stretching its muscles before flight. Wow. In and among the bustle crowded room, you see a furnace, molds, a woodworking area, an alchemical station, other half finished, half broken machines, something that looks like a giant wooden spider. There's a residue of toxic chemicals hanging in the air still, even though this place is a thousand years old, right? There are old vats that once contained concoctions and piles of strange powders and stones everywhere. Wow. It's a massive room. There are three exits, two to the north and one to the west. Well, if this ain't a workshop, I don't know what is. Doran kind of looks around amazed at uh, all of the cool things that he's seen. Is it a weird question if we say, maybe this is our new base? Yeah, well, if we do that, that means Jack's going to be saying Zubberwaffle or whatever. Zosenwaffle? Yeah, he's going to be saying that every single day. Ah, Mara, you broke the trend. That's the problem. You're going to hear that That's a million the one. times That's in It's not row. worth it. I take it back. <laughs> Zosie Bozy? I mean, Zosie Boff is. I think, do we need a base? I think we've got places to be and things to do, and we're not, we're not really have a chance to. Oh, my to God, Jack. Down. It was just a fun comment. Forget it. We don't need a base. Fine. I'm not trying to take things away <sighs> from you, Red. Storms <laughs> off and walks down to the table to the south. <laughs> there are two giant columns in the middle of the room that are supporting this arching ceiling and some of the ceilings in this place have been you know a little bit tighter than you would necessarily feel comfortable in but this room is huge probably to accommodate the the giant machines that are being built here tight (laughs) what's interesting about building giant machines inside is you need a way to get them outside oh yeah Yeah. you took the words out of my mouth 
<laughs> Give them back. <laughs> Sorry, would Continue. you like these? You jerk. No, no. Yeah. So it stands to reason that there must be... And does the roof look like it might open up? Or that there might be an elevator that would get these things out of this room? It's hard to tell. Maybe it's a museum. But then how'd they get in? Piece by piece. <laughs> fair. It's like building a ship in a bottle. Yeah. Doran's going to investigate this um, workbench over here that looks sort of like it's got a hammer on it. And it's closer to this forge. Mm-hmm. Seems to be sp- speaking his language over there. Doran, as you move into the room to investigate this workshop area with the the gnomish hammers and whatnot, you hear a strange crackling noise coming from the northern end of the room. Listen! And Doran draws his uh, axe and begins to sort of move towards where the noise is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, Heads up, everybody. What'd you hear? As you move towards the noise Doran you perceive a flickering ball of light slowly moving towards you through one of these northern exits Jack Jack what the hell is that yeah look at this thing I don't know don't don't trust strange balls of light that's it's like one of the classic rules of yeah as it as it moves it's, towards it, I kind of move away yeah. from it. That, that being said, Jack moves up to be next to Doran. It's just slowly hovering towards you. Uh, oh, what the hell is the that, air. guys? Do you think it's a, a ghost? It's about the size of a fantasy beach ball. <gasps> fantasy and, beach ball? Um, a wave? Is that the yeah. same size as a normal beach ball? Yes, that's right. But it's fantasy. fantasy it's, it's made of it's made of like a tarp kind of fabric. Mm-hmm. It's got a picture of an axe on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really heavy. And it's moving closer towards you. Uh, I Do you understand us? I say in common and then draconic and then elven and then giant to sort of try and get a line Whoa. of communication. Now you're just showing off, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to pick some older languages that it might speak if it does. Yeah, that's true. It does not respond to you. Instead, it crosses the remaining five feet towards Doran, where it collides with his chest. Whoa! And... Doran, you get terribly electrocuted. Whoa! You take eight points of lightning damage and the thing disappears. Whoa! Oh. Then you hear a metallic screech and coming through the door after that same ball of lightning, you see a terrifying sight. A massive creature squeezes its way through into the workshop with thunderous steps. Something that seems part machine, part creature. All metallic plates and glowing eyes. This massive dragon-like body, multiple legs and glowing great eyes. Jack throws his hands up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we mean you no harm. We're sorry we intruded. Please slow down a minute. Everybody roll for initiative. That's the thing that sent a bolt of lightning. It's very, very frightening. Galileo. 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 Figaro. Mari, what'd you get? 13. Doran. A 19. Jack. 14. And red. 
Dirty 20. Nice. 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 All right, Red. Red looks this thing up and down. He's behind a table. I think he flips the table for half cover. But I want to get a good read on this thing. Can I roll perception or an investigator or whatever to get a real understanding of if this is a creature or a purely metallic thing? Yeah, this is probably a construct. Red looks around this room at all of these other gizmos and gadgets. Does it seem like it could be amongst them in terms of its build? Same maker type thing? Yeah. Does it look like there's a possibility this thing was made the way this others machines in here have been made. absolutely yes okay. very similar but there is some aspect uh that is different hard to put your finger on until you realize this one's trying to kill you other ones not so much <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely yep. <laughs> we mean you no harm friend we are not pilferers or or thieves of any kind uh, merely curious about your gnomish city please we need mean you no harm and he'll do uh, as much as he can some sort of persuasion to if anything is hearing him would you like to roll a persuasion check yeah my plus seven persuasion brings mm. us to a 22 Ooh. nice hey. forget that I am the persuasive one don't get overly excited I'm <laughs> <laughs> super hard to read the emotions of what amounts to essentially an animated machine. Mm -hmm. I catch eyes with Jack and give him a knowing look, being like, I don't know, I think this thing is sentry mode. And yeah, I don't like it. Pull off his bow and he'll attack it. All right. I feel like that was a college try. We all with that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah. worth trying to see if some one of these days animal friendship will work. <laughs> Red will shoot it. I don't know. I had this weird vision that like there's a little gnome inside going. Fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't even consider that angle. You know. Oh, that's what I was. I was thinking this is some stupid little gnome on a chair, like bouncing up and down. God, I had to rewrite my whole fucking fight now. How funny would that be, though? Just a guy be. Die! Die! Hey! Yeah. Right. Anyway, get away from my ass gnome. Leave me alone. Ooh, nineteen. That's gonna be a twenty-four to hit. You do hit. So red hits with a 24, and I am going to do... This thing's not humanoid, right? <laughs> no! Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's, you gotta, gotta ask. ask. What if she said yes, though? 17 damage. Okay, nicely done. And then I'm going to try to banish it. Okay. It has to make a charisma saving throw, and I'm going on the assumption that it's probably not very charismatic as a giant automaton thing. Oh, that's a 19. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, it definitely saves. Ah, damn it. All right. Uh, and Red's going to pull back to the far side of the room behind this big old metal cauldron. That's okay. my turn. At the end of your turn, maybe in response to your arrow, you're not sure, the creature discharges energy from all along the length of its body, zapping at uh -oh. Doran and Jack. Yikes! Missing... Kieran, by a mere five feet. Make a dexterity saving throw, both of you. My best one. I tried to banish it. Uh, I got a six for my save. Okie doke. I also got a six for my save. Hey, that's a oh, lucky number six. Matching. Yeah. Hey, well, matchy, matchy. Six, but... <laughs> Yay, we did it. If you both we failed together. <laughs> you know, the Hold power of friendship and unity. So let's let's <laughs> join hands and get shocked to shit. You each take four lightning damage. Oh. Oh. All right, Doran, it's your turn. Doran, he attacks uh, with his axe, chopping at the head of this 
beast. It is uh, a 17 to hit. That misses. Oh, fuck. Whoa. So he's, uh, Doran's been shocked, um, literally. And so he Mm -hmm. swings and uh, it just, you know, it doesn't, he fails to see the distance of uh, between him and the the, uh, creature. So he swings again. And this time he's going to hit it with a 28. Yes, you are. And that's going to do 16 points of damage. Well done. Yeah, you your axe catches along its flank. Perfect. And ching! You hear the ring of metal on metal yeah. as you attack this creature's flanks. I connected with it. Quick, somebody else hit it. Unfortunately, it's the creature's turn. Damn. Quickly, before it attacks me. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm just a little shocked. <laughs> the monster moves so quickly, travels right into the center of the room and then it turns back towards Kieran, Jack, and Doran. Watch out, buddy! Its jaws open up and it exhales a line of lightning and the three of you all have to make a dexterity saving throw. I don't love it. Alright, Kieran, what is your save? 17 for both of us. Doran, what did you get? Oh, another six. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. Doran's like shaking here. He's been electrocuted. Doran's never been electrocuted before. Doran, you're about to get a lot more electrocuted. As this line of lightning sears down the length of the three of you, Kieran dissolves into burnt fur and smoke with a yelp of pain. Oh. And then at least oh. he turns into motes of fairy magic and disappears back to the plane from whence he came. No, that never happens. It's always blood and gore. <laughs> it's always so mean. Stop trying to make it soft. <laughs> Jack, your body jumps and during Yipe. all of your muscles seize in pain through gritted teeth. You almost black out as you take 57 points. Of Whoa. Whoa. Jack, you take... 28 points of damage. Ow! <gasps> I'm out. I'm out. I'm Doran's out right down. Now. And then the creature turns towards you, Red and Mari, and lets out a deafening scream. Again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Alexander, Amanda Kitchener, Anne, Braden, Brian Blass, Brianna Weber, Michael Weber, Bryn Marie, Cecil Lee Wilson, Colin Burkhart, Cherry Rose, Cytosine, Daniel, Haley, Harpo the Marks, Jay, JD, Joy, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the Left, Lead, Mari Kaniski, Matilda Rushing, Melissa, Melon, Nimble Dingo, Reagan, Ren, Roberta, S-Ray 96, Tama, Tara, Trapper 939, Xander, and Zach. Ooh, thank you so much. Ooh. I wanted to use woe. I, I wanted to use woe. Whoa. So that Are you woe for the day? I am woe for the day. So <laughs> All right, good to know. I am, good to know for the day. Yes, but I, I didn't measure in advance, so stupid on my part. Whoa. This is Sun currently acting as skeleton crew on the Fido. 
long-distance transport vessel. <sighs> as far as I'm aware, all 4,000 passengers in Deep Cryo are still currently in stasis with nothing of concern. Dead. In an unknowable future. 286. 286. I would have remembered that. But thank you, Dad. Humanity will face its greatest threat. I'm sick of remaining calm. Someone is on this ship. Not one that comes from the stars. Barry, why, why is it so cold over here? But from within. What is in there? Divisor, a horror audio drama, releases all seven episodes on May 1st. What on the ship can't you do? What can't you fix? Hell, you are the ship. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. I need to say what is the worst case scenario. Oh, well... I'm not entirely sure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.